the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Good to be with you on this, uh, this Tuesday. I mean, it's kind of a weird day, Kath. Uh, I-, I thought it was Thursday at one point. I, I wish I'm just it was kind Thursday. Of jumping ahead of myself here. It's They're all kind Thursday, of blending John. into each other, are they not? It is hard to keep track of what's happening. What day is it? Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Is today the twenty first? I believe. Yes, it is. Okay, good. So we're mm-hmm. I'm ahead of the curve. Yeah. Okay, good. All day. All day. Sounds like my gram. Yeah. Right. Hey, a what's the day today? Yeah, it's Tuesday. All day. All right. Something your grandma would say. Thank you, Mike, for that. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, speaking, John, of listening to what people are saying, there's a lot of discouragement out there. I've seen it on social media. I've yeah. heard about it from you know people in Zoom calls, family whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to just take the bull by the horns and talk about some things that are going well. Okay. Some positive things in the midst of, are you talking about in the sweep of it all? Or are you Whatever. talking about individually? Whatever. I mean, I think I'm leaning towards an individual discussion. Like I want to hear about your family or your personal attitude or your perspective on this. But there are some things that despite our circumstance are actually working. And I feel like we should celebrate that. Okay. Very good. I'll take that. Let's let's go to some good news. Okay. Okay. Uh, Want me to talk about this? What's working for me? Give give me a thing. Give me a thing that's working in quarantine for you. Uh, I'm keeping, despite my extended late hours, I'm keeping a fairly regular routine, which I think is helpful. Excellent. Now, because, you know, I'm not really going out, right? I'm not sort of wandering around. It's easy to create a routine. I get up generally, give or take a half an hour or so around the same time. Okay. I do the morning thing, right? A little coffee, some devotional time, a little media check-in time, and then I get to work. Now, again, you and I and Mike were fortunate because we do have jobs to go to, and right. there is a frame around that. There is a discipline and a structure around that. Sure. Um, that keeps me you know, on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. After the show's over at 6 o'clock. All I'll, bets are off. Well, all bets kind of tend Do to Do things be get off. crazy? No, not really. I, okay. I take, a, take a dog for a walk more often than not, eat a little something, mm-hmm. watch a little tube, have a little something snacky. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. That's about it. There's nothing wrong with the schedule, John. Pretty I think basic. that that's, that's something that's been recommended by professionals. And I think in the day-to-day, it's w- the way to go. Yeah. You do anything like, uh, is there anything unusual or like super encouraging that you're doing? You kind of go, this well, is making me, you know, I'm, I'm eating granola every day and I feel really great because. No, I'm not eating granola every day. <laughs> Thanks for asking. No. <laughs> uh, okay. I shared about this in kind of a, a 
a general context, maybe last week or the week before. What was that? But my husband and I had a little tiff. And the tiff had to do with the fact that I wanted to go grocery shopping. And he said, there's so much food in our house, we should use that first. Right. And after I got a grip on my emotions and like kind of stepped back and looked at the situation, I realized he was totally right. So, John, Mike, I've become a new person. Whoa. Really? So that was probably two weeks ago. So I have become... Everything I used to laugh at my mother-in-law about, Hmm. okay? So when we'd go to my mother-in-law's house, she'd have like a one and a half inch stub of carrot that she was going to find a way to use in that night's dinner. And we'd say, mom, like we don't need to build the meal around the carrot stub. And she'd say, say, I was a child of the depression and I'm going to use the carrot stub. And so we were like, you know, it's time to back up. Uh-huh. I'm becoming that. I uh-huh. think that this is going to irreversibly change how I look at using food. Uh-huh. I mean, I can't tell you the number of things I've pulled out of my pantry, looked at and thought, how can I possibly use this? And I found a way. Really? Yes. Okay. So the Emmons have become Ma and Pa Kettle. <laughs> is that the deal? I don't, I don't know me. <laughs> That's very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, mean, so, I think that's the biggest change in myself. Yeah. And it's it's just it's it's a whole like different perspective on food. I've always had a, a big pantry in the basement where I just put canned goods or whatever's on sale and it's sure. just gigantic. It's filled with all sorts of stuff. Even today. No, not any longer. Oh. I bet oh. I've gone I bet I've gone through a full half of it in the last two weeks. And you're not gonna go shopping until it's well, we've been minimum? going. Sh- we've been shopping for produce, but that's pretty much it. We're, whatever, whatever pro- protein or canned good or whatever is coming out of that pantry. Or the- now, see, that would make me anxious right now. Would it? Yeah, because you know, uh, you heard about uh, the, the pork factory in South mm-hmm. Dakota, or you hear about truckers verging on the edge of exhaustion and Mm -hmm. the supply line. What's the supply line going to be like, you know, Mm -hmm. in three weeks. And then all of a sudden you go to the store and what's what's, so you're ruining my, my step forward in personal growth. (laughs) Is that what this is? Maybe I'd have a sit down with your husband. I mean, maybe I would intercede on your behalf. Well, here's the thing. It's a vegetarian. Like we're a vegetarian household. So any disruption in like the meat processing thing. No, no worries. Like I, I'm always going to be able to go out and get a can of pinto beans probably. Okay. I probably will. It's not the most, it's not the most exciting diet, but at times like this, it's probably working out well for us. I appreciate that. Okay. Mike, you have anything that's working for you? Yes. uh, You know what? Uh, I'm happy and somewhat aggravated throughout this whole entire quarantine. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's, just, it's just like Mike normally. It's, yeah. it's the same guy. I guess so. But, yeah. you know, it, this this quarantine has really uh, opened up the opportunity for me to finally get out and do some bike riding. Um, oh. Yes. Okay. I'm finally going out and getting some exercise. Um, I wake up around 8, um, get, 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 get everybody breakfast. And then around nine o'clock, uh, my wife has to get on online to do uh, class, mm-hmm. and so for, from like nine to eleven, I take my son out. He's three years old. And by the way, for those people that are quarantined at home and trying to work, that have a job and have 
toddlers running around their house. God bless God you. Bless you. Yeah. Seriously, God bless you. Oh my um, gosh, it's a nightmare. But I have we we live in an apartment, two bedroom apartment, so I have to get him out of the house while my wife is teaching. Right. Yeah. So we go for a bike ride, and it's been wonderful. I love it. I love this time together. And then uh, you know we come back, we have some lunch. Um, but I it it is eating me up inside because all he wants to do is just go to the park. My 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 son, he just wants to go to the park. He wants to see his grandparents and his cousins right. and. So again, it's it's just tearing me up inside. But at the same time, it's finally getting me out out of the house and giving me an opportunity to uh, get some exercise in. So that's really good. Yeah. It might get See, more healthy. On you it. guys, there are things that are working. Yes, there How are about that. However, you all should know that there is a, a great amount of despair. Oh, thanks, yeah. John. <laughs> Boy, I didn't bring. I didn't back. know. I there didn't is, know there was any despair. I'm so glad just you told a me. lot of despair here. <laughs> There come here, come here, come here. I want I to show other, you listen, some despair. Listen, I have other things. <laughs> I have other things that are going well that I could go into if we only had more time. <laughs> Coming up on today's program, there's so much ahead in the five o'clock hour. Kathy Keller from New York City back with us. We're going to talk about how not to waste your suffering, and I'm going to talk to Kath about what it was like on uh, Easter morning in New York. She talked about anticipating that, so we'll look forward to that. And coming up next, do you want a healthy society? Take care of your mom. 101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. With all that's going on right now, the last thing you want to do is add to your stress. But credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards, in less time for less money, then pick up the phone and call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. 
This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. So uh, in the midst of the pandemic, of course, all of our kids have come home. If you have, you know, children of a certain age, they're they're back with you again. Surprising, Mm -hmm. I think, for a lot of us. Um, We have a child, uh, he's an adult, he's 22. I think yesterday I went the entire day and I saw him once. Mm Mm-hmm. For maybe literally twelve seconds, yeah, and that is total. He went by. Hey, hey, man, how you doing? Good, good. He closed the door, and that was it. So, Kat, I've got sons, and I'm wondering, you know, you as a mother, um, is it a little different in your household? Or are you feeling as though you have to mother differently somehow oh, during yeah. the pandemic? Oh, for sure. Really? I mean, I think the number one thing is managing disappointment. I think that's the number one thing I'm doing because there are so many issues that have come up that are just one sad thing after another for both of my kids. Mm-hmm. My one daughter is a senior in high school and it's just, it's a really hard time. Right. All the everything's things, canceled. Yeah. Everything you look forward to all of your years in high school at the <laughs> end, you know, your prom, your graduation, your graduation party, your all of those sorts of things, you know, it's all, you know, Come. just disappearing in front of them. Um, and there's all sorts of, you know, uncertainty about what's going to happen in the fall. And, you know, my, I have a daughter who's in college and she's heading into her senior year and she's an athlete and she's thinking, am I going to lose my senior year of the sport that I've been involved in for the last decade? You know, am I going to miss out on what I've been working for all that time? Okay. So then you as a mother, you're managing... Disappointment. That's, that's the, yep. That's I think stark. that, I think that's my, I think that's my first, um, and most needed role at this mm-hmm. point. Let's talk to our first guest today. Andrea Palpant Dilly is with us. Andrea, senior associate editor at Christianity Today. Andrea has been with us in the past. She told an uh, amazing story of growing up in Kenya as the daughter of Quaker missionaries. She's also a documentary filmmaker. Uh, her film has been she, uh, seen nationally on American public television. Her memoir called Faith and Other Flat Tires, Searching for God in the Rough Road of Doubt, tells the story of her long faith journey. And she's with us now to talk about a piece that she wrote in Christianity Today. Want a healthy society? Support moms. How politicians and leaders on both the left and the right fail to adequately aid mothers. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Sure. And Andrea, these are the times when moms and dads are so particularly important um, because, first of all, kids need what? Everything. They need schooling. They need shelter. They need emotional care, psychological care, spiritual formation, all those sorts of things. The sad thing for me, Andrea, is that in our country over the last, I don't know, 50 years, we haven't been able to decide on what the role of mothers are. So can we break that down a little bit? Talk about how the left and the right have viewed motherhood. 
Yeah, that's such a great question, Kathy. It's also a very complicated one. <laughs> um, your uh, the idea of trying to tackle that in ten minutes is daunting, but let's yeah. give it a shot. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, I want to say this was back in 2014, Anne-Marie Slaughter published a piece in the Atlantic called "Why something to the effect of why women still can't have it all. It mm-hmm. had this very evocative image of a toddler yes. stuffed into a briefcase. She wrote a book that uh, the article itself garnered, I think, close to one million readers in about two weeks, which tells us mm-hmm. something about the just the sensitivity of this topic, right? Mm-hmm. Parents feel they feel trapped, women especially, but both men and women are really struggling to find work-life balance. So I'm giving this as just background here. I'll come eventually to your question. Yeah. But in the book, Slaughter comes to two realizations, right? So first, she realizes that the modern workplace needs massive revision for men and women who have caretaking responsibilities, who've got little kids at home, aging parents, whatever. And then second, she comes to the realization that in, you know, in certain segments of our culture, caregiving really suffers from serious stigmas. Uh, women in particular feel really sequestered in the home, misunderstood, unsupported, all of that. So her, her thesis essentially is, look, we've devalued caretaking to the point of mm. crisis. And we've, right. we've left our families floundering, right? Sure. So to answer your question, Kathy, on the left... What has the left gotten wrong? To answer that, you kind of have to go back to second wave feminism, right? She, in the book, and I'm using Slaughter as a conversation partner because I think it's an, it's a, it's an excellent book. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, and she really gets into this topic. But she basically comes out and says, look, we, meaning second wave feminists, we got it wrong. We messed up. We unnecessarily devalued motherhood, and we've really paid for it. We've seen the consequences culturally, legislatively, et cetera, right? We liberated women to be breadwinners, and we fought for equality in the workplace, and that's great. But along the way, all these care, you know, caregivers got lost in the shuffle, and the value of caregiving itself, right, got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So that's a little bit of what I on the left. You know, in the piece, I talk about abortion, uh, and I think sure. on the left, that's one of the most egregious examples of how we fail to support mothers. Right. Uh, abortion's a violation of a child's life, yes, but it's also a violation of maternal identity, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Women are not made to kill their own children, even under duress, and obviously it gets very complicated very quickly uh, when we talk about people on the socioeconomic margins. But Yeah, and Andrea, let me interrupt you from let me interrupt yeah. you for a minute because abortion is another example of not valuing caretaking. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, really, so talk about the right. No, how, how, does the, how does the right get so, wrong? On the right, we see people on the right and the center right who've really contributed to this problem in some other ways. I would say it's kind of the inverse, right? They value mothers and the children who come with it, but they're not valuing, they're not, they're not cashing that out in terms of mm-hmm. systemic supports, right? They value motherhood. There's lots of lip service, um, but it doesn't get sorry, it doesn't get cashed out in terms of uh, public policy, et cetera. So women end up getting sequestered in the, in the home. That's starting to change. There are plenty of moderate Republicans, and there's a nice piece in the New York Times reporting on how moderate Republicans are starting to support paid maternity leave. 
mm-hmm. um, but they're late to the party, right? So that's right. those are the two challenges that I see on the left and the right. Yeah, I can see that. And Andrea, I'd also say that from my perspective, and I have seen some change over the last couple decades, which I appreciate, but when I first had my kids and my daughters are 17 and 21, um, there was an ideal on the right. And I mean, as far as the political right, but also the Christian right of this ideal mother. Um, that mm, motherhood, uh-huh. motherhood was the answer to all of your needs. And if you were going to excel in anything in life, you better excel at being a mom. The highest and why, ideal. Why wouldn't you love it? Because it's such a great thing. It's what God made you for. And so when I had so many issues as a young mom with postpartum depression, figuring out how to manage kids, really hating the fact that I wasn't in the workforce anymore, feeling completely unmoored and dislocated, I thought I was a failure. And the reason Uh. I thought I was a failure is because I wasn't living that ideal lifestyle that I think was promised to me publicly by the right. Um, And now I had people in my life. I had my sister. I had my mom. I had people in my church who were able to like bring me back down to earth and say, no, no, no. There was never that ideal. You just have to figure out how to do it day to day. But I think for people who don't have that strong safety net like I did, that can be a dangerous place. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to have backup systems. And we just don't have those. And I think a lot of mothers, especially during this pandemic, mothers and fathers are in a very serious way, feeling the the lack of support, the lack of safety net. No, yeah, wait, Andrea and Kath, I mean, when you're, you're talking here, what I hear is in some ways an echo of um, a, a serious, you know, um, uh, accusation that's thrown to Christians that, well, you care for uh, babies when they're in the womb, but after they're out of the womb, they're mm-hmm. kind of on their own. And I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. Andrea, what do you yeah, say? Absolutely. I, I would agree with you, John. I think there are, um, there are plenty of stereotypes out there. In fact, Tish Harrison Warren has a really nice piece in CT addressing this topic and saying, look, pro-lifers aren't hypocrites. Mm-hmm. There are so many nonprofits out there who care for mothers and children, uh, not just uh, in the prenatal phases, but also once oh, the baby's true. born, they get, they get lots and lots of support. Uh, are we perfect at it? Absolutely not. But I do think there are lots of models there to celebrate. Absolutely. Right. I do think, though, John, that's an important corrective. I think I remember Tish's piece. It's very well done. I agreed with everything it said. I've been involved in a um, a pregnancy center for, oh, my, my gosh, since the late 80s um, when I was a kid. And so I, I definitely have seen over the years incredible support for women in every single stage of, of motherhood. Um, but Whenever we get a criticism from the larger culture, I think our first response is to get defensive and say, no, 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 that's not true. You don't know anything. You don't go to church. What do you people know? I think it's probably good for us to hear it first and try to figure out where it might be coming from so that we Mm -hmm. can be bridge builders instead of people who are continually put into opposing camps. Andrea, you want to comment on that? Absolutely. Well, and I would here I would pivot to the church. Right When we talk about paid maternity leave and support systems for mothers, we talk about private workplace solutions, flex work policies, village values. We talk about, uh, you know, different institutions, governmental institutions, public policy solutions, et cetera. And that's great. Uh, but we don't talk about the church. And I mean that positively. I, do, I think the church has so much to bring to this conversation 
You know, we're looking for a way to revalue motherhood. We're looking for subversive values that upend these old hierarchies and say, no, what we do in the home really matters. Uh, uh, you know, we're looking for values um, that place people over productivity, right? And we find that in the church. Um, that's what the Christian tradition offers. We own those values in a sense. We own that groundwork, that history, that theology of care. And I think uh, we can dig deeper into that as a church body and say, look, this is where we start. I, I don't, yes. you know. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I feel like I have been such a beneficiary of that over the years in my own local church. And Andrea, I'm sorry to tell you that our time is already up and we didn't even get into the whole like biblical mandate of, of how we can understand uh, not just motherhood, but marriage and family and the ways that we work together. Um, is it crazy for me to say sometimes it does take a village? I mean, People no, are going to like send people are going to send me crazy emails. It's spot on. It yeah. does take all of us. But anyway, Andrea, maybe we can uh, invite you to come back. We can have part two of this conversation. There you go. You can only start this conversation. It never ends. That's, That's sure. right. Okay. That's Andrea Paltant-Dilly, <laughs> Senior Associate Editor, Christianity Today. The piece is, want a healthy society? Support moms. How politicians and leaders on both the left and the right fail to adequately aid mothers. Stick around. we got much more ahead. We're going to talk about Harvard Magazine and their view on a homeschool. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I would sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, People started referring friends to me to help them cancel a timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-296-6868. That's 800-296-6868. 800-296-6868. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenges. Times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts Burrell & Associates, named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 20. And limited spaces available. For times and to sign up, go to salemsurround.com. Salemsurround.com. Would you risk crossing a street busy with traffic against the light? Watch where you're going. Wearing a blindfold? Probably not. Other risks aren't as obvious, but could be just as deadly. Like the risk for type 2 diabetes. Take the free diabetes risk test to learn if you're at risk. Go to diabetes.org slash take the test or call 1-800-DIABETES. And stop diabetes before it stops you. A message from the American Diabetes Association. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, 
and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. So you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Clear, breezy, and cold for tonight, low 27. Sunshine and some clouds, chilly for tomorrow, high Wednesday, 49. Tomorrow night, a shower in spots, low 40. Thursday, cloudy with periods of rain in the afternoon, high 59. A passing shower to start Friday, otherwise clouds with a high 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Our last segment, we we're just talking about perceptions of motherhood from the left and the right. And in, in a weird follow up, in some way, uh, we didn't plan this, but I saw a piece uh, about Harvard Magazine. No. And do you <laughs> read about, Harvard you know, Magazine regularly? I do not, no, but it came across, you know, uh, my reading and okay. uh, Harvard Magazine. This was, of course, planned well before the pandemic has come upon us, but their cover story is written by a woman, Erin uh, O'Donnell, and it's called The uh, the Risks of Homeschooling. Oh, that sounds is dire. Ironic. What are the risks? Well, the irony now is basically every parent who's home in one form or another is homeschooling. Right. So kids are being ruined left and right. Right. Now, in the artwork that accompanies the article, um, too bad you can't see this a little better. I wish I could show you that. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's nice. So, there, okay. so you see there's like a little school, uh, there's a little home, see? And everyone's actually, running around. The kids are running around, but you really can't see this well. Oh, there you go. There's bars on the window. Is that the mom in there? That's the homeschooler, I would presuppose. The homeschooler is in yes. prison. Homeschooler presupposed. And the house mm-hmm. is made out of books, which include on the side, reading writing mm-hmm. arithmetic bible bible oh because yes. you know what it's those crazy right-wing christians that homeschool their kids right but here's one of the oh, ironies nice. in an article written by harvard magazine mm-hmm. about the risk of homeschooling uh in the uh the building blocks of the house yeah. they have misspelled arithmetic which <laughs> they're spelling arithmetic A-R-I-T-H-M-E-T-I-C. So Harvard Magazine somehow not been homeschooled well. They can't even spell properly what they're writing about in the homeschooling issue. Okay. So I feel like I need to break this down since I'm only looking at your phone. Yeah. So you're saying that Harvard Magazine has published an article about the dangers of homeschooling because crazy right-wing Bible-believing people are doing it in a pandemic and to illustrate that, they've utilized a book which is titled Arithmetic, and it's spelled wrong? Exactly. <laughs> and the, the article, you know what I call that? Um, Karma. You got that right. Now, in the article, I mean, the article itself is just filled with all these misperceptions and out-and-out falsehoods. They're claiming that 90% of evangelical Christians homeschool their children. And here's, here's the, a, where would you get a figure like that? People, this listen. This is one. This is one paragraph. But requiring children to attend schools outside the home for six or seven hours a day, she argues, does not unduly limit parents' influence on a child's view. "Quote: The issue is, do we think that parents should have twenty-four-seven 
essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages zero to 18. Authoritarian control? 24-7 authoritarian control. That's what control. I was going for. When mm-hmm. my husband and I had kids, I thought, I you know, wait. Yeah, I'd when like baby sm- comes in. I'd like some small beings to dominate. I'm your father, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome home, little baby. Oh, people are crazy. Yes. Yes, Good they night. are. Good night. That's really ridiculous. It I'm so glad is. they misspelled arithmetic. Harvard Magazine misspelling arithmetic. Good. Okay, take a break. Uh, let's do um, a coronavirus Western PA update. All right. All right. Dr. Rick? Uh, yes, Dr. Rick Zimmerman will join us in a few minutes to talk about all things corona, the Rona here in the city of Pittsburgh. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. I love this story of Jesus because all he did was touch Peter's mom. She was on her deathbed with fever and she got up and she made a meal and she served her entire household. This week, Dr. Kirk Bjorklund is joined by Emily D'Angelo as they look at the gospel account of the book of John in the series Controversial Jesus. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, folks, this is John Hall. Like you, I'm confined to my home spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories, like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? The result of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Lotz will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. The last few weeks have been unlike anything we have ever seen. But when this is all over and daily life begins to return to normal, let's remember how we work together to protect the vulnerable. Let's remember how much a simple phone call to check in on our family, friends, and neighbors meant to them. Let's remember to say thank you to those who kept us safe, healthy, and fed during this time. When this is all over, let's remember what was truly important. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. Okay. Here we go. In these difficult times, it's hard to know who to trust. 
if you want to uh, get your news via CNN or Fox or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, you don't know what full thing you're reading. Anyway, John and I have been trying to cultivate people whose opinion we respect, who are well-read and aware of what's happening, and are also wise in their perspective. And Rick Zimmerman is the person that we turn to on just about a weekly basis. Dr. Rick has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases and has led multiple federally funded research projects on vaccines. He's practiced part-time in the inner city of Pittsburgh for over 25 years at the East Liberty Family Health Care Center. And so we welcome him again back to the show today. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Kathy. Thanks for having me on again. Well, a we pleasure, have Rick. a little bit of better news in that the positivity in the county has decreased which is welcome news. I didn't expect to see a decrease. We hope that the trend continues, but this is, you know, we've been running 9-10% positivity of the tests, and more recently it's looking like 7%. I know that's only a couple percentage points, but I think we've all been looking for some good news in this time of a lot of bad news. Uh, so, Rick, dare we say that we're seeing the cusp of the flattening of the curve? I believe we are seeing the flattening of the curve, and I think we in Pittsburgh have much to be thankful for. I, that is not to um, belittle or to make light of the people who have passed away in our county, but compared to what's happened in Detroit, uh, what's happened in New York, Boston, I think we are in a much better position. Um, I do think we have more suffering and trial to come, but it is, we just are not overwhelmed like they are. We have had 67 deaths, and those are tragic, but it's also not 670 deaths or 6,000 deaths. Um, and so it's, um, I see a glimmer of hope, um, which I don't know if I've conveyed in the past because it's been also tragic. Sure. Well, Rick, I really appreciate that perspective. It's a wonderful thing to hear, you know, just um, as a civilian. I want to hear from your perspective, though, as someone who's been on the front lines of this. Um, Does it give you a sense of relief? Does it give you a sense of, okay, well, we're just going to be thankful for today and kind of see what tomorrow brings? How do you approach it? Well, I think that one has to be careful in looking at segments, not just a day, but look at several. But there is a possibility, and I want to put it in the possibility, that this virus, like its cousins of other species of coronaviruses, will be sensitive to humidity and temperature. And as we move towards summer, we might have a decrease in that. I've always been hesitant to count on that because I remember the 2009 pandemic when the pesky virus just did not follow the rules of a winter virus that was supposed to go away in the summer. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that these last few days show us that the combination of social distancing, of the wearing of face masks that our governor has instructed, and the precautions that we've been doing with closures and the weather, as maybe we are seeing the turning. And that's my guess. Still early, and I think we have to revisit that in the next week. 
Or two. So, Rick, of course, uh, you're well aware of this. Uh, every day it feels as though we get more and more closures. I, I heard on the local news today that townships are um, canceling their 4th of July firework activities. And that, that feels way down the road. But I guess it, you know, it begs the question, what about July, August, September? Is there a certainty of a, a second wave? Or, I mean, is it still so up in the air about what we can expect when? Sure, I think it is up in the air. I do expect a second wave. I think it would be very unlikely that we could skip a second wave. I would love it. <laughs> I would pray for it. But it, as the uh, you know infectious disease epidemiologist, I would expect it. The timing of it is not clear to me. It could happen in the fall when um, there's changes in humidity and temperature and where traditionally there has been more crowding um, the air circulation, I think, is a key feature. Um, and we've talked, and I actually sent you a couple of links and things. Um, this virus certainly can travel a yard in exhaled air. Probably my thought is two yards. But I don't think it goes in an outside particularly venue, 10 yards. Um, okay. And so I'm hoping that we can... Um, have some things occur this summer in the parks and other places. We're not going to be able to shake hands to, to have church potlucks the way we've used to, but I'm hoping that we can have um, a more intermediate um, groupings of things that um, are safe, and that's the hope. We're not there yet, but that's would be my hope. I see. Okay. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us. We're talking about COVID-19 here in Western Pennsylvania. So, Rick, um, I'm sure you're well aware, of course, of uh, demonstrations yesterday and across the country about let's open these things up, open stuff up. Um, It just feels as though the governors, especially Governor Wolf, is playing things safe. He's talking about perhaps uh, we'll revisit this May 8th. Uh, But it doesn't feel as though anytime soon industry or even look at us. We're, We're broadcasting from our homes that uh, the governor is going to sort of uh, reduce the strictures and allow people to mingle anytime soon? Well, I think those cautions, and I hear the pain of people who have lost work, but we also have to consider the pain of the suffering um, of persons with this disease, uh, particularly those who get the severe respiratory side of it. And, you know, I've had a patient hospitalized with pneumonia, um, too weak to stand uh, for the full visit that I was doing. Other patients sent in with the retching from the, the gastrointestinal, the stomach um, effects of this virus, uh, sent in for um, rehydration in the emergency department. So these, the suffering is real. And um, those of us who, and it's not so much me because I'm not, but those who are perhaps younger and healthier can contribute to the transmission chain. And with one-third of the people um, being asymptomatic probably from this virus, they can contribute to that. And uh, the Navy ship, the Roosevelt, had a high incidence of asymptomatic transmission, young, healthy sailors, um, and yet also some very sick sailors. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who's 
young and healthy is going to be spared this. I think we have to wait a little longer. I think at some point we are going to find some treatment successes, and that will propel us a long way. Mm-hmm. Now, the treatment successes could be one of two ways. Now, we think of antivirals, and we've heard of yeah. like Tamiflu for influenza. Sure. So that's one possible target. And the one we're hopeful for is the remdesivir, the Gilead drug that ha- is being studied in trials and people are leaking good uh, things. Of course, no one ever knows until it's peer-reviewed, published, if that leaking was uh, by a stockholder or... <laughs> by a good scientist, so we won't say until it's uh, peer-reviewed where that is. But the other target is anti-inflammatories. Now, you remember the name of this virus? The name of the virus is SARS-CoV-2. Now, of Mm. course, if you hear two, then that means there was a one. One. And the one was the SARS virus of about, was it, 15 years ago that hit Asia. And caused SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome, that was an inflammatory response to the virus that caused so much injury. And so the other target may be anti-inflammatories. These would be potent intravenous anti-inflammatories that are used for uh, like rheumatologic or other diseases that might dampen the immune system. And so it's not just the virus but it's the immune response that is a potential target, and many uh, scientists are looking at that. Dr. Rick Zimmerman Zimmerman with us. We're talking about the COVID-19 situation in the western Pennsylvania area. Rick, I want to ask you if you've heard any more about the antibody tests that might be available. Well, antibody tests, um, I think, are the Wild West right now, so to speak, not to disparage uh, the West of the U.S., but it's kind of wild. You have companies, uh, since FDA got criticized so much for being so slow on their PCR tests earlier, um, they've now kind of been much more open, and so tests that have come in that are likely not good tests, the virus has an envelope on it, and out of the envelope sticks that S protein, that spike protein, that spike that looks like a crown, and hence we get the name coronavirus or crown virus. Um, It's those spikes like on a crown, and those spikes are also seen on one of the variants of coronavirus that's a common cold. Hmm. So you need to create a test that picks up SARS-CoV-2, what's causing COVID-19, not a Hmm. common cold. And some of those tests coming in from overseas pick up the common cold. And you would not, uh, it would not be good for you to think you were protected and had COVID-19 when all you had was a common cold. Right. Okay. So what's, what's the watchdog group? Is that, is that an FDA thing? Is that a CDC thing? It's FDA, and as they continue to review um, the information on tests, I think some tests that are currently licensed may lose their license to be distributed in this country, Um, and um, or else the tests will have to be modified to comply with good testing things standards. And some of the academic centers are know this, and they are already choosing among the tests or and things, and UPNC is working on its test. And so I think some of the academic centers will pick, and probably some of the better-known lab companies, reliable tests. 
but I think it's still a little bit of the Wild West. Uh, everything goes. I see. So then in the meantime, Rick, the uh, the testing itself and then, of course, the vaccine, that's months, if not a year down the road, of course, for the vaccine and the testing as well for everybody to be tested appropriately. That's still a long ways away. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll sort through the antibody testing a lot faster than that. It's just I don't believe we've got we know which tests are the most reliable yet. But I, I think we're working okay. on that pretty fast. I think that'll come fast, um, that we'll figure out the good ones and the bad ones. Okay. Um, the vaccine, I think you're right. It's a real challenge. This virus mutates. It's already genetically diverse. Um, if you pick up, you've seen a comb, that, you know, like you're combing your hair. If you look at the virus's genetics, it's getting that look of a comb, which, you know, different branches going different ways. Um, those uh, one branch would, you know, might go through a, a German transmission to the United States, another one from a Chinese transmission to the United States. Uh, there's a lot of challenge with this genetic diversity. It's part of the reason we don't have vaccines against the common cold. Mm, okay. Rick, let me ask you about the flu. Um, you know, on a yearly basis, the flu vaccine is released. Um, and, you know, I've always gotten my flu shot at the beginning of uh, whatever that season is. How, what does that tell us? Do, because, I, you know, once you get the flu vaccine, you're not immune from the flu forever. Is that because the flu virus is mutating? Or is that because the vaccine is different than we might understand for something like smallpox or polio? A great question. The vaccine primarily for flu is inactivated. And so, yes, the antibodies wane with time. Depending on your immune status, they may have waned down in a year. And the virus mutates, so we need to update it. Let me give you an analogy. If we were in the old days against Russia, we're going to fight Russia. We needed a good air and we need a good navy because a submarine from Russia could come and launch missiles, and so we needed a good Navy to protect that way. And obviously, you know, we had to have a good Air Force for planes. So somewhat similar in the thinking of many of the immunologists. We need two defense mechanisms, antibodies, which the flu vaccine and many vaccines that have a protein develop, but we also need our white cells called the T cells to fight for us because if you've got um, a cell that's infected uh, with a virus, an antibody is not going to help you that much to take care of that infected cell. It mm. may prevent another cell from being infected, but it's not going to do that much to clear up an infected cell. Instead, you need a T cell to come and take care of that situation. Rick, hey, thanks an awful lot for being with us. There's an awful lot of complexity here. We always appreciate you breaking it down in simple layman terms. Uh, welcome guest anytime. Dr. Richard Zimmerman has been with us talking about COVID-19 in Western PA. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. As we battle the coronavirus, Service Master follows all CDC guidelines for social interaction. Our mission is to protect your home and business. The man, the yellow man. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. We follow all CDC guidelines as we continue to provide essential services to homes and businesses, including fire and water damage restoration. The man, the yellow man, called Service Master. 
Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130 cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Hey, John, have you heard about No Safe Spaces? Oh, yeah. It's the number one political documentary of 2019. And listen, it finished its run after garnering the highest fan rating, 99% at Rotten Tomatoes, but it's been blocked from every streaming service. Oh, don't worry. No Safe Spaces is now available to watch for a limited time only, nosafespaces.com. The discount code for our listeners is SAVE25 for 25% off. Watch the film tonight at nosafespaces.com. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. John and I are committed to the public reading of Scripture during these days, and uh, our segments for this past week and the week before have been focused on living in the resurrection, and today we turn to John 2. John, you want to start us out? I'd love to. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle, He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, it's taken 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. That's John 2, 12 through 22. Again, as a means for you to be closer to God, 
read the scriptures daily, mm-hmm. and especially read the scriptures out loud. And especially if you can, read them with your husband, your wife, your children. Your Zoom call. Anyone that you're in contact with over these weird times, scripture read out loud is a life changer. We'll take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about, we think times are bad now. How about if you were alive during the 1970s? That's a whole different story. Stay tuned for that. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress has reached a tentative agreement with President Trump on a nearly $500 billion coronavirus relief bill. The measure would replenish a small business rescue program, provide hospitals with another $75 billion, and implement a nationwide virus testing program to facilitate reopening the economy. The president has announced his support, saying he'll sign the bill if it passes both chambers. Most of the funding, more than $300 billion, would go to boost a small business payroll loan program that ran out of money last week. The Senate expected to pass that bill within the hour. Oil prices continuing to collapse, inflicting more damage on stock markets around the world as shutdowns related to the coronavirus pandemic bring economies to a halt. The Dow fell 631 points today. The Nasdaq was off 297. This is SRN News. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 20th. 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts Burrell and Associates, named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited spaces of Available for times and to sign up, go to salemsurround.com. Salemsurround.com. With all that's going on right now, the last thing you want to do is add to your stress. But credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. 
Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards in less time for less money, then pick up the phone and call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496. Clear, breezy, and cold for tonight. Low 27. Sunshine and some clouds. Chilly for tomorrow. High Wednesday, 49. Tomorrow night, a shower in spots. Low 40. Thursday, cloudy with periods of rain in the afternoon. High 59. A passing shower to start Friday, otherwise clouds with a high 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hello. What? What? Did we we get you in the middle of a meal? What's happening? For those of you it's listening on radio, for those of you listening on radio, you're thinking, "What in the world's happening?" For those of you watching us on Facebook, mm-hmm. John's just having a beverage. A little glass of OJ, which kind of like matches. Too bad it couldn't go down and match your uh, shirt. Yeah, we're wearing the same, same color. Sort of color. I appreciate. Right? It. I, I, I mm-hmm. see your uh, orange juice, and I mm-hmm. raise it a shirt. Mm. It's nice. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do this, but in the middle of the break here, I had to run downstairs and grab a little beverage, and I saw this, and then, of course, I ran out of time. Is there anything more refreshing than a glass of orange juice? I you mean, know, I don't, drink, I don't drink orange juice. You don't drink and orange juice? And it's not juice? that I don't like it. it. It's not part of your daily routine. I have a no, glass I never buy it. What? No. Uh-uh. I it's don't. always in our fridge. Is that it's right? A go-to. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's so it, refreshing. It is a very delicious thing. When I drink orange juice, I often think of like... Imagine like the first, you know, people who drank orange juice, like he had to be like a king or, you know, some kind of royalty to people mm-hmm. where he made people like squeeze, hand squeeze thousands of oranges so he could have a glass of orange juice in the morning. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's like, it's like the Uber, the, the Uber person's drink. Now it's just like, you know, on your, on your shelf in your fridge. I love it. How about some the, more. But isn't the fresh squeeze stuff so much better? I believe this is fresh squeeze. Oh, you mean like, you know, like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I was going to say, I don't think it is. Oh, geez. So like, not look at, don't be a Debbie Downer. Wait, I'm drinking this beautiful. Debbie Downer. This we is started not like the, from We concert. started the show with a whole segment that we had concocted on things that are going well, and yeah. you turned to despair by the end. I mean, it is where the world is today. Stop I'm just it. being realistic. Okay. Stop it. But look, isn't that a pretty shot right there? Mm-hmm. That's a glass nice. of OJ. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, mm-hmm. for dealing with me. Hold on. I'll just drink this down. Anyway, hey, the 70s, were, uh, you think things are bad right now? Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my segue? We're streaming right now on Facebook. Find us there at 101.5 Word mm-hmm. FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can watch the show. Mm-hmm. Or if you're listening on radio, welcome. John's referring to an article that we both read in The Spectator last week yeah. on. Uh, 
on the divisions in American politics now. We yeah. often say things have never been worse than they are. Things have never been more divisive than they are now. And I, I like this article, John, because it gave you a little bit of a history check saying, like, look back a couple decades. It wasn't so great then either. I was alive in the 70s. I knew it well. Okay, in 1974 alone, there were 2,044 bombings in America. Can you believe that? 24 people were killed in 2,044 bombings in one year alone. I mean, there were all these really sort of weird splinter groups. Remember the uh, Symbionese Liberation Army? They're the ones that kidnapped yes. Patty Hearst? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about the Weather Underground? Oh, yeah, the Weather Underground. They, they started as an anti-Vietnam outfit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was a peace-loving outfit, which didn't stay that way for long, and they ended up advocating for violence. Exactly. Uh, there's a Puerto Rican independence group called Fuzera Armadas de Libertad, which was I would just F-A-L-N. call it F-A-L-N. Yeah. I mean, all these groups... Okay, wait, let's something. go back. Let's go back to FALN for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a group fighting for Puerto Rican independence, as you said, in the creation of a Castro-style state on the island, responsible for more than 100 bombings, including an August 3rd, 1977 attack on the Mobile Oil headquarters in Midtown Manhattan mm-hmm. yeah. that killed one office worker and severely injured others. In addition to the bomb inside the the tavern um, yeah. that killed four people and wounded 60. Yeah. I, I remember here in the city of Pittsburgh, because it made me think of it, you know, the golf tower sure. here in downtown Pittsburgh, right? golf building, of course, that was golf, you know, the gasoline oil company, which has now been absorbed elsewhere, but there was a bombing there. They bombed that mm-hmm. office tower. So, I mean, bombings were just as, as plain as day, you know, as simple as rain. What about a group called Tribal Thumb? It had a ranch uh, in Honeydew, California, in the remote northern reaches of the state, attracted recruits from the SLA and the BLA and members of Charles Manson's family. But the thing that I thought was most interesting, John, is that Sarah Jane Moore, the woman who tried to kill President Ford, was part of that group. Yeah. I mean, it was like the super fringe. A lot of these were just kids who were dissatisfied with the status quo. Some of these kids were children of, um, you know, privilege, and they found their way into the darkest corners of uh, American counterculture. Um, A lot of these people are still in jail. I mean, look, uh, think about, you know, Charlie Manson and his followers. Of course, Charlie Manson's long since dead, but his followers are still in jail. And those those are it's a tiny fringe of the people that were actively bombing and causing mayhem across America in the 1970s. Rightly. Yeah, rightly. Today, people are concerned about those on the alt-right those who are white supremacists, those who are using weapons, who are yeah. advocating violence. And, and again, we should be concerned about those groups. It is an interesting, though, historical note to recognize that these groups we're talking about were on the other side, right? Exactly. They're the leftist groups from the 1960s and 70s. Let's talk about, John, the um, Brad Pitt movie. Uh, what and you know, oh, Once the, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, sure. Boy, didn't that do a terrific job of getting you back in that time period. Yeah. Right now I was like super little at that point. So I didn't, to me, it was like an introduction. Huh? For me, it was kind of like, you know, uh, I graduated from high school in 75. So I was prime time right there. And of course I'm the youngest of the six of seven kids. So my older brothers and sisters, I, you know, kind of experienced their lives through, you know, my life through their, their prism anyway. 
So uh, fully alive in that decade, knowing how dangerous things were and what a weird, twisted time it was in America. I mean, you know, as father against son and uh, all the strictures of the, you know, late 40s, 50s, of course, oh, the yeah. early 60s just blew up overnight, mm-hmm. it felt like. And there was this new way to look at America, which was not welcome for the establishment. Okay, so what does that make you think now? So when when someone says these are the worst times we've ever had in America, people, the left and the right can't speak to one another. We're we're mm-hmm. totally separated. There's no conversation happening. Yeah, well, there is something to be said about that. I mean, I think politically, these may be the most contentious times. At least in the '70s, the parties were you know were forced to find some solution. I mean, is is the uh, unfraying of the social fabric of the America was in the '70s. The politicians in D.C., I believe that they had our best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Now it feels to me as though the politicians are more interested in their own agenda and everybody else just get out of the way. You know what I thought, John, as I was reading this article in The Spectator, which is very interesting. It gives a ton of detail about a lot of the violence that was going on in the 1960s and 70s in America. The thing I thought was, yeah, I think there was every bit as much dissension between the far right and the far left, or even the far left and the center right, or the far right and the center left, as there is now. But I think that there is a greater divide now between moderates hmm. or what were moderates then. And I think that the whole, it seems like the moderate wings are, are, are shrinking. And, and now up. we're getting more and more people who are going toward the fringe. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, we'll talk about this a little later on the show, but case in point, what happened yesterday in downtown Pittsburgh and across America is there were these open up rallies, these supposed open up rallies, and they were uh, sort of a weird, disparate group of of misfits. Some would say white supremacists who showed up. Um, it does. But it wasn't, as the but it wasn't all white supremacists, right? No, 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 not at all. No, what I mean, was weird about it is everybody was showing up. They were advocating for a different thing. Yeah, I mean, there were people, you know, pushing their dogs around in baby strollers and, you know, whatever. Whatever your cause was, you showed up yesterday and, uh, you know, held a sign up to uh, look for some recognition. Okay, so is there some comfort to be gotten, John, from this article in The Spectator that, you know, don't be sad at the state of the political divide because it was every bit as bad a couple decades back? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there. <laughs> There's some some truth to that, of course. Things were a crazy out of control. There's a difference here, though. I think politically, you know, the fraying is deeper than it was in the 70s. Socially, maybe a little less so because they were tearing down the house and building, rebuilding it again. So as bad as things are, they could be a lot worse. Can they get worse? Undoubtedly. Will they? You know, maybe this pandemic thing is the linchpin for bigger changes than we ever anticipated. But I guess we'll answer that question a few years down the road. Later in today's five o'clock hour, we'll talk about yesterday's protests in Pittsburgh and across the nation. Who exactly was protesting what? That was that was what kept coming to me as I was watching uh, last night's news coverage. But coming up next after our break, we'll talk to Kathy Keller along with her husband, Tim. She founded Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan back in 1989. Kath's from Pittsburgh. We talked to them both a couple weeks ago. We'll check in with her on how not to waste your suffering. That's next on today's Ride Home. WORD. Next time on The Journey with Ron Moore. This is about your walk with Christ. This is about demonstrating to those around you that a life following Jesus changes things. Even unjust suffering. 
This is Ron Moore. Join us for The Journey weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. We've had our lives flipped upside down recently, and for many of us, things just got a lot rougher. But we've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. If all this craziness has you protecting the ones you care about, don't let it stop when we get through this. Keep the protection rolling with a life insurance shield around your family. For over 30 years, Term Provider has been providing affordable term life insurance at better prices and with better service, including policies that don't need it in home exam. As for Big Lou, he's just like you, spending time at home with his kids, too. No matter what your medical history, prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, at Term Provider, we can help you find a million dollars or more of term life insurance at affordable rates to fit your budget. There's no obligation, so call now for your free quote. Call 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filtering or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Happy to have Kathy Keller back on today's program. Kathy, along with her husband Tim Keller, founded Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan back in 1989. Formerly serving as Assistant Director of Communications for Redeemer Pres. Kathy is the author of Jesus, Justice, and Gender Roles, A Case for Gender Roles in Ministry, and co-author with her husband, Tim, of The Meaning of Marriage, Facing the Complexities of Commitment with the Wisdom of God, and God's Wisdom for Navigating Life, A Year of Daily Devotions in the Book of Proverbs. Kathy Keller, welcome back. Why, thank you. How are you all doing? Uh, we're not so bad, Kath. Sort of holding our own. We should let our audience know in case you missed her the first time. Kathy has Yinzer street cred. She was a, a resident of Pittsburgh the first 20 years of her life, so the DNA is uh, deep within her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kath, uh, we're not doing so bad here. We just had a, a doctor on the uh, show who uh, was um, gently optimistic about perhaps we've uh, reached the plateau or the cusp of the plateau. So we're doing a lot better than uh, New York City is, although New York City, I think for the first time, deaths are down below 500 for the first time, and uh, I think this since it all began. Well, that's good news. 
I'm yeah. happy to hear that. I mean, any good news is gratefully accepted. Yeah. Yes. Kathy, so, let me, can I ask you about Easter morning? When you and Tim were with us, you talked about the plan that um, you all had, that you were going to get up and jump out onto your balcony at 9 a.m. <laughs> did you do it? Yeah. Well, a lot of people did it, apparently, none in my hearing or in my sight, um, but the AP Newswire picked it up and uh, made it sound like everybody in New York was doing it, which I'm not sure was really true. But um, God heard, you know, God heard the people who did sing, and plenty of people have told me that they did. They didn't see or hear anyone else, but there were people all around the world who joined us. They figured out the time zone difference and Mm -hmm. sang from Singapore or London or um, Chicago or L.A. So, uh, you know, if God heard us, that's fine. Yeah, we did it. We did it up in, on, our, on our backyard, so uh, oh, we didn't nice. hear anybody sing, but it was good for us. Yeah, and John and his yeah. wife were singing in two different keys, which made it complicated, <laughs> but the dog barked and covered up all the inconsistencies. It did, Kathy, yeah. <laughs> so, Kathy, you came today to talk to us about uh, how to not waste your suffering which I think yeah. is a, a really interesting perspective. Of course, living in New York City and uh, following along, um, there's got to be a lot of suffering that you're well acquainted with, whether you're your own or uh, friends of friends of friends. Yeah, all that's very true. And uh, it was true even before uh, the pandemic hit. But uh, there's a book called Don't Waste Your Sorrows by Paul Bilheimer. I've not ever read it because the title just blew me away and I've meditated on that title for so long. Mm -hmm. I guess I should in all honesty read the book, but um, the idea that you could go through a time of terrible suffering or tragedy or something like that and come out the other side with nothing to show for it, no change in your your character, no closer to God, no more sympathy for other people. That that just seemed like a, a magnification of the tragedy that, if if you're going to suffer, at least you should have something to reap at the end of that. Um, and that's what I, I really was hoping to talk about, how to endure sorrow and suffering in a way that refines us and thus more of who God is trying to make us. So maybe it's best to start with what would retard that growth process? How would we suffer in a way that would be ineffective? Oh, Yeah. Well, the easiest thing to do in the world is just to put your head down, grit your teeth, um, and hope for it to be over, or or spend your, your prayer time just praying for God to change the circumstances, not change me, not uh, glorify him, but just make it stop. Please make it stop. Mm-hmm. Now, God doesn't mind us praying like that. I mean, you read through the Psalms, and there are plenty of things, that, uh, plenty of times when people just say, Lord, give us relief, laments. Um, but if if we aren't um, actually saying, Lord, bring me closer to you, I think the key point is for me, that I, I found this to be true no matter who I talk to as a mature Christian, that there has to come a time in the life of every believer if they want to go on uh, maturing as a believer where they have to decide whether they trust God's character or not. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean not just that they believe in him, but that they believe that he's good and he's wise and he's loving and he knows what he's doing. Because if you don't have confidence in God's character, then every single thing that comes up, every disappointment or inconvenience or horrible tragedy, puts your whole faith in jeopardy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even believe God anymore because of this, but... but 
But once you have decided God is good, he has shown his goodness and his love to me through Jesus, and I don't understand this, I don't get this, I don't under, I don't want this, but I trust that God is good and he's loving and wise, That's you're on the other side of the divide there. That's when your sufferings can actually start making you a better Christian, a better person. That's fabulous. That's a great clarification. So the the bedrock of God is good in all things in our life, before, during, and after suffering. Uh, If we don't have that, then we're lost from the get-go. So maybe for a lot of people who don't have that, that would be a good intentional place not to waste their suffering today moving forward. Oh, absolutely. You have to be prepared for suffering. I think a lot of us, um, maybe still even in the midst of all of this uh, pandemic, um, really don't think suffering is going to ever come to them. Nothing really big is going to ever disrupt their lives. Um, and maybe it won't. I mean, maybe this will all blow over your head and it won't touch you. But if it doesn't, you'll you'll just get old and, you know, the, the depredations of age are going to catch up with you, even if nothing gigantic like a freight train hits you. But... Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to be prepared. That's one of the things the scripture keeps talking about over and over again. Wisdom in the beginning of Proverbs says, You have to I called to you but you spurned my rebukes. We have to be willing to to learn and to be prepared or else all of those sorrows just sort of happen while we we wish them away rather than using them to glorify God. I mean, you can't do that unless you're trusting God. Otherwise, yeah. you think, God's just being mean to me. What's he, what's? There's no good that can come out of this. But when you trust him, there's a lot of good that can come out of any horrible circumstance. I mean, I, I used to give talks on this subject because I was a designated sick person that everyone knew, being in and out of hospitals and surgeries and medical mistakes and all that sort of thing. But lots of people have plenty of suffering. And um, you know, right now we're all sort of in a similar kind of suffering, but it's... Anyway, one of the things that, that it calms many people is Psalm 23. They think about, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He brings me to the green grass and the quiet waters. He leaves me, you know, all of all of that. Then it goes on and it says, um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. And I, you know, we know that so well. I think it just sort of flows in one ear and out the other. But you got to think about something. The sheep is not the one that sets the agenda for the road trip. It's the shepherd. The shepherd takes you to the green grass and the quiet waters but the shepherd's also the one that's leading you through the valley of the shadow of death. If you didn't get there by accident, the shepherd's with you. The shepherd has taken you there. And then it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows, which is a symbol of rejoicing. Here in the middle of the valley of the shadow, God wants to sit down and have a picnic, which... You know, not wait till we get to the other side and say, "Oh, whew, so glad that's over." You know, let's let's rejoice now after it's all done. But he wants us to rejoice because he is with us even in the midst of the suffering. Um, 
I think it's it's real. He we have the only shepherd who knows what it's like to be a sheep, hmm. because he was. Kathy Keller's with us. She's the author of Jesus, Justice, and Gender Roles, A Case for Gender Roles in Ministry, co-author with her husband, Tim Keller, of The Meaning of Marriage, Facing the Complexities of Commitment with the Wisdom of God, and The Songs of Jesus, A Year of Daily Devotions in the Psalms. Kath, can you talk a little bit in our last couple minutes about uh, being that designated sick person? Um, You know, none of us want to be the sick person um, because it's hard to put our, you know, reliance on other people. Um, at least that's how I've always felt. And so those times are challenging for me. What about you? Yeah, that was a time of great challenge to me. I uh, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And by the end of the 90s, I was in and out of hospitals. I could have put a revolving door with my name on it. And, yeah. you know, I had good doctors, but there were medical mistakes, wrong medication given, bad surgeries wounds that took a year to heal, surgical wounds. Um, And at one point, I had to come face-to-face with the fact that I was no longer a well person. I Mm. was a sick person. I had to, that was the new normal for me, and that was from that position that I was going to be glorifying to God. And the thing that finally turned the corner for me was being able to say, Lord, I don't know how this glorifies you, me being in this hospital bed, me having this whatever, fill in the blank, or you can fill in your own blanks. But if somehow my trust in you in this circumstance glorifies you, then okay. Okay. Hmm. I accept it. I will glorify you in whatever manner you have assigned me. If it's my assignment to be the sick person or to be, you know, the sorrowing person, then let me glorify you that way. That's not my plan. It's not what I want. But if that's what you've asked me to do, then let me glorify you that way. That's good. So then in the midst of this pandemic, that that same call could be used for us, Kath, right? That intentionality to give it over, to give it to God and say, it's yours. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how anyone else can get through it other than to go into the big um, river of denial um, and say, this is going to be over. It's not going to be so bad. It's not going to come near me. Um, It won't hurt me. This is you know, there are all kinds of ways to put your head in the sand, but to to I have a friend who has a prayer she prays in many, many difficult circumstances. I mean, everything from dinner guests that won't go home to, um, you know, terrible tragedy. She says, welcome, Jesus, welcome. <coughs> you know, I, she welcomes uh, Jesus into the situation. Welcome. I love that. Welcome. Oh, you know, I don't know how to deal with that. this. I don't know what to do with this. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome into this. Wow. That's wonderful. Kathy, it's been a pleasure again. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for being on our show today. Well, thanks for asking me. Our pleasure. Kathy Keller talking about how to not waste your suffering. Kathy is the author of God's Wisdom for Navigating Life, a Year of Daily Devotions in the Book of Proverbs, and The Songs of Jesus, a Year of Daily Devotions in the Psalms. Take a break. Uh, come back. Uh, Today is tea day. Have you had your tea? And I'm not talking about Lipton. We'll stick around for that. We'll talk about tea, of all things. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once. 
over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hey folks, this is Kathy Emmons. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we're enjoying right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus as written in the Bible really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Lotz will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. someone being bullied online you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council listen on your smart speaker the word fm app at wordfm.com iheart tune in and on radio.com in the car or at home too at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh Clear, breezy, and cold for tonight, low 27. Sunshine and some clouds, chilly for tomorrow, high Wednesday, 49. Tomorrow night, a shower in spots, low 40. Thursday, cloudy with periods of rain in the afternoon, high 59. A passing shower to start Friday, otherwise clouds with a high 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Well, it's National Tea Day. National Tea. Oh, no, wait. I've misspoken. I've done this twice today. It's not National Tea Day. It's Tea Day. I believe that's for all nations. Oh, okay. Well, I would imagine that all people uh, in the nations like a cup of tea, don't you think? Well, I don't know if all nations do, but I'm glad you asked because 
in doing some research today, yeah. I've come up with uh, the top 50 nations and their consumption of tea per oh, annum. Oh, very nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. The top 50 nations. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I am obsessing over this because of my deep love of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I never drink coffee. It's not that I don't <laughs> like it. It's just that for me to like it, I have to pour sugar and milk in it, and then I can't fit in my pants. But what's and- surprising about your love of tea is that you drink only iced tea. Yeah, I don't like any hot drinks of any kind. I, I love hot tea. Mm. Hot yeah, tea. Yeah, I don't. Really? I don't like hot tea. I don't like hot- I don't like anything hot. So you drink iced tea year-round? Always. First thing in the morning. Really? A glass of iced tea? You it make right it here. yourself? Oh, look, in my, in my pirate room. Yes, Pretty always awesome. fresh brewed. Mm-hmm. You like mm-hmm. a fresh brewing machine? What do you? What I do you have, have it. I have an iced tea maker that I use uh, probably every third day. Uh-huh. My very favorite blend. I've talked about it before. Is purchased at Presta George on Penn Avenue in the Strip District. It's called the iced tea blend. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and then, which is half Ceylon tea, half Assam. Do you put any sweeteners in it? Any lemon? Nope. Any nothing? Nope. Just straight tea. I like it unadulterated. Ice cubes. Ice cubes and a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. no sugar. No sugar. Very interesting. No. But would you like to hear about the, I'll give you the top 10 countries for tea consumption. Okay, please. Some of them I think are going to be a surprise to you because they were a shock to me. Okay, all right, good. Okay, number 10, Japan. (laughs) No surprise. No surprise. Number nine, Poland. The Poles like in their tea. Maybe that's why I like the tea so much. Could be. It's in your blood. Number eight, Egypt. Egyptians and tea. Number seven, Chile. Really? What? You think they're drinking iced tea? I think they're drinking I don't nice know, tea because it's hot down there. Oh, Number really? six, New Zealand. Makes sense. Number five, Morocco. Mm-hmm. Number four, Russia. Hmm. Also a surprise. Number three, the UK. What? The UK. Well, you know what the Queen's doing. She's I was drinking. thinking that'd be number one. No, number not number one because number two is Ireland and number one is Turkey. Wait. Wait. Number one is Turkey? Number one is Turkey. The Turks like their tea. Oh, yes. like remember Len Bartlotti would always say the chai tea. Yeah, but that's right? not in Turkey. He was in Pakistan. Oh, right. right. Yeah, but I guess the Turks the like chai? their tea because they're number one for tea consumption. And the U.S. is not in the top 10. No, U.S. is uh, uh, number 34, John. Whoa, whoa. That's number a lot 34 of tea. Number on the list. Yes, really? we're behind Finland. Really? Mm-hmm. You're thinking, what would it be like to grow your own tea? I think that would be a complicated process. I think so, too. Nothing I to really be taken do. lightly. I, think right? it would be, I do. <laughs> I think it would be a complicated process. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, John, uh, as we go through our uh, calendar today, have some celebrity birthdays. I don't think we've talked about celebrity birthdays a single time in quarantine. We have you not. know why? Because they don't matter. No, because I mean, when you're in a pandemic, don't matter, but you don't care if some celebrities getting a year older, do you? You're just worried about your own hide. But right? what the heck, John? It's a Tuesday. Should we talk about some celebrity oh, sure, birthdays? Oh, sure, yeah. Give me, give me a celebrity birthday, Kath. Give me, okay. your, give me your best one. On this, well, I have three. Okay. The best one. Do you want the best one first or last? All right, we'll say the best for last. All right. Uh, let's start with Andy McDowell. Oh, she is, I have a, I have, for many years, I had a crush on Andy McDowell. Uh-oh. John had a celebrity crush on Andy really, McDowell. I do. Uh, Andy McDowell. Um, she first came to prominence in the film, uh, not for the faint of heart, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Which I haven't uh, seen. Which stars one of your favorites, yes. James Spader. James Spader. Um, four Weddings is and a Is Tim Roth in that also? Tim Roth is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's another yeah. one of my favorites. She's also uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Right. 
Green card. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. I mean, fabulous. Okay. Uh, Andy McDowell, you know, when she was a kid, she was on the cover of Vogue. Do you know that? I did not know that. She was initially a, a model, and then someone saw her poster, her Calvin Klein ad in Times Square, and they thought, there's a movie star. Really? So they cast her in a film. Um, I, f- I forget what movie she was in, but her accent was so thick that Glenn Close had the dubber lines. Wow. Yeah. But she was a stunner. Where is she from? South Carolina. Hmm. Her southern accent too much for the movies, but then she t- took it seriously and took some uh, voice coaching and some acting lessons and has carved out a very nice career. Wow. Yeah. Tell me how old you think she is today. Yeah. Mike, he's very good at this game. You know, we're not. Know we're it. wondering. We're wondering if his skills have depleted or at least become <laughs> diluted through the quarantine. Well, now there was a time, like I said, I, I had a little you know, big man crush on her. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in my my mind, I would always consider myself courting her. Mm-hmm. So she had to be close to my age. Okay, uh, I would say Andy McDowell. Unfortunately, uh, the sweet thing uh, is over the hill at sixty one. Very close. She's sixty two. Mm, even bad news. More and bad news. She does news not look him. over the hill. She looks just like No, she does not. No, I think she's had a contract with like one of the big uh, cosmetic companies for decades. Oh, that helps. Yeah. That helps. Um, also, someone who looks great is Tony Romo, especially after he signed his, I think it was his $17 million contract with CBS. Annually. 17 annually. Mil- annually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony Romo, who does a terrific job. Oh, he's I uh, absolutely, <laughs> when I heard that he was taking Phil Sim's spot, I thought, well, you know, he's never even done this before. Really? Yeah. They're going to give the gig to him? It's a guy who was he's born to awesome. do that. He is he's awesome. He's just awesome. Uh, okay. Tony Romo's birthday is today, and he is how old? Uh, I think I got the chronology of the Tony Romo career in my mind proper. I would say this is a big one for Tony. I would say he's tripping the light fantastic at the old 4-0. You are exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. Correct. Very nice. Dig it. Very Gosh, nice. He's good at this. Last but not least, and we have saved the best. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I know this one. I know. I, I saw I saw a headline. Her birthday is today. That dear sweet woman. She is a force of nature. Man. She's how old, John? Uh, Queen Elizabeth is 94 mm-hmm. years of age. Correct. And she gives you hope for the Western world that there is order and symmetry and peace. And manners. Oh, my gosh. She really, I mean, The Crown, if you've never seen The please watch The Crown. So good. Please watch it, right? It is absolutely a terrific television oh program. God. Two seasons, right? Two Have seasons. You I haven't seen the third one yet. <clears throat> you haven't seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. If not now, when? Kat? I don't know, John. I just okay. it's it's too much to bear. I've got too much to cover right now. Please, all right, all right. Let me say this: hmm. if you want to be comforted and if you want to be acquainted with a modern day leader, watch Queen Elizabeth's address to the UK from about ten days ago. Yeah, fabulous. She is a star. Yeah, I don't care about the royalty, but she's you know she herself is just fascinating to me. I agree. Anyway, taking a break. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So yesterday's protest in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Who's protesting what exactly? People showed up across the country with all kind of causes. Um, it made I don't an appearance here. think they were here. really interrelated. WORD. Dr. J. Vernon McGee often said that our faith is in the book, the blood of Jesus, and the blessed hope of his soon return. 
This week on Through the Bible, we explore that blessed hope in the most unlikely places, the Old Testament book of Amos. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to join us as together we'll discover the riches of God's mercy and also be faced with the fact that we can't get by with our sin. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. You work hard to teach your children biblical values that will set them up for a great life, serving God and honoring Him in all that they do. But what happens when you drop them off at college and progressive professors seek to undo in one semester all of the Christian values you spent 18 years teaching them? What can you do to make sure your children don't become casualties of a culture gone crazy and make sure that they hold the values you taught them? For a limited time, you can watch No Safe Spaces, a film that raises awareness of how the many things we cherish today are at risk and what you can do to fight back. Go to nosafespaces.com and use the code SAVE25 to save 25%. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code SAVE25. Don't let the culture steal your children from you. Watch No Safe Spaces and learn how to fight back to protect your family. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. What is going on with the protests? That's my question. People like to right. protest. Yeah, so people were protesting in the city of Pittsburgh yesterday. They were protesting in Harrisburg and I'm yep. sure in a lot of other states. But if you're uh, watching the stream or listening to us on a podcast or listening to us online, we're in western Pennsylvania. And so the Pittsburgh protest is the one that's at the forefront of our mind. John, here was the <laughs> the weird thing to me about it. I mean, I support anyone's right to protest. It's something man. that's guaranteed by the Constitution. So if you want to do it, knock yourself out. But what I found amusing is the strange collection of issues that were represented. Exactly. Okay. So downtown, uh, this is an article from Ryan Dito in um, the Pittsburgh City Paper. It's not a usual source for us, but no. uh, these, are the, these are the times you go through. So uh, I love the City Paper because what they did was they took um, – a lot of different photos of what was going on. And of course the photos speak a lot more than a, a lot of the verbiage could, but like what you're saying, Kath, I'm looking at the photos and I want to go through the stream. 
Uh, in front of the city county building, there were people, some people dressed like, you know, in revolutionary garb, but holding signs, save small business. God bless the USA, land of the free, which is great, a little patriotic. Okay. Um, somebody holding a sign. Uh, this is my favorite. A woman that looked like a very expensive child stroller has two elderly dogs. And uh, <laughs> it says, open support for working class. And then something about Dr. Fauci and a little smiley face and Wait, two old that, dogs. Does that have to do with the dogs, Dr. Fauci? I don't think so. No, okay. but this smiley face. Uh, someone in, in another photo, you can do both, save lives and open businesses. Okay, Good. well, we right. just all need to figure out how to do that. I think yeah. we all know. Someone holding a sign, freedom is essential. Mm-hmm. Open uh, Pennsylvania, wolf, let our people go. Like um, the governor is holding people back just because he's some crazy despot. Right. Uh, people holding signs. This is tyranny to public health. This is tyranny. Let freedom ring. Okay, so mm-hmm. so you want to be free to get sick and to get everybody else sick. Right. Uh, hashtag that's take not e- back control. John, that's not e pluribus unum. Let me just <laughs> it's say not. that. No, no. But a lot of hashtag signs yesterday. Hashtag take back control. Now, how about the um, the uh, the uh, armed uh, people? Um, right. Mike, can the, you speak to that? They're holding the a sign. People with the AK 47s. Oh, right. A bunch of like uh, gently overweight fat guys, um, a bunch of white guys with like dad jeans and they've got face coverings, which has always surprised me. Whenever you see like these heroes on the street, they never want to show their face, which always surprises me. Why do they choose to to highlight? But are are they trying to be, are they trying to wear a mask because they're trying to be careful as they protest the closings? No, because they're also, some of them wearing sunglasses as well. Okay. But just, okay, Mike, you know, as, as the uh, resident, uh, gun owner between the three of us, uh, you have to speak for every person who owns a weapon <laughs> oh, at no. all times. No especially pressure, Mike. now. Yeah. So, okay, Mike. So these people emails to new Mike at wordfm.com. <laughs> Here we go. So these, so these people are like, what? They're protesting that they think that the Second Amendment is going to be revoked or something. I guess so. I, I, I heard so many different things. You know, what were mm-hmm. these guys called? Keystone uh, Unit Corp or something like? I don't know. Some. I don't know. But they're identified as the Iron City Citizens Response Unit. Okay. Now, is there any connection between them and the lady with the dogs? <laughs> My guess is not, any, not anything close. <laughs> but they were armed. Were they not, Mike? Yeah, they were armed. They, had, they, they were uh, carrying assault rifles. And, uh, I, I this is so ridiculous to me. I mean, I, this is a time to come together and figure out business yes. and how to stay healthy. Yes. And, you know, I understand, you know, you have your own political differences and stuff like that, and you, and you want to bring your own petition group and whatever, but this isn't a time to, to do that. Like, this is no, time- it isn't. And why, and why is the, I guess this is the way protests are, is whatever you're protesting, you show up and you decide to protest your thing and you don't care right. what anyone else is protesting. I guess. Right. But but the rise of these guys with the guns, that is a little dis- – I mean, not more – it's not a little. It is disturbing because they have become part of the fabric now of political protest in this country. And it seems as though they're allowed. Well, as long as they're not shooting them. Are you I not mean, intimidated by that by that I'm image? Not, it bothers me. I don't like the visual. I don't like the message. It's not scaring me. I mean, usually – in my experience, the people who are carrying weapons 
Um, well, I, maybe I shouldn't even say that. I'll probably say this and get myself in trouble. I'm, I have a lot of family members and friends who are members of the NRA. They know a lot about weapons. I always feel safe when I am with them because of the knowledge and the control they have over their weapons. So perhaps I just assign that to other people I see with weapons. I just maybe assume they know what they're doing, and that could be stupid on my part. I don't know. Well, when I see those groups assembled like that, I mean, it looks like, of course, a well-armed militia. It does. But but, But, this is America. but, you but why are right. you going to battle in the middle of something we're talking know. about, you know, jobs like and opening well, up the economy? No, All they, of a sudden, an army descends upon downtown Pittsburgh. Listen, right. like if it wasn't for the militia, we wouldn't be here today as Americans, right. you know. Right. So they, they feel that that if the Second Amendment is going to be taken away, then there's going to be no future of militia. Then the, Therefore, there will be no future of America. OK, so, I get that. But we're not talking but about not, the Second but, Amendment. Exactly. So why why bring that into this realm of petitioning? Of course, it's really we're it's so really far silly. away from taking. What you think that's really going to happen? They're going to take away the Second Amendment? Seriously, um, you know, a friend of ours who we love, Megan, uh, she posted about this yesterday at, at length about you know seeing these guys and you know she called it again. Now this is somebody else's perspective. The idea of white privilege. That, you know, there, there's a bunch of well, white guys. She said guys. if there were a bunch of black guys up there with AKs, then there that wouldn't have been a peaceful totally protest different. because See, the police would have come and broken it up. I don't, See, know, if that, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying I don't know. Now you're no. bringing race into it. This I thought this was supposed to be specifically for how can we thrive economically and at the same, at the same time stay healthy. Yes, you're right. That's exactly <laughs> right, what we we're supposed right. to be talking about. But then the lady came with the dogs and it all went to heck. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there was like any person who was in charge of the event who said only this is going to be allowed. So I if, mean, it was kind of like any crazy thing you want to bring to the table, you're all welcome. So if we had our own political uh, – uh, if we wanted to petition something, John, yeah. Kath, what would yeah. what would you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. John, what are you protesting? <clears throat> what am I protesting? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I – what? I mean, I guess you could reduce my school tax. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll protest that. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I think I could uh, protest uh, uh, this current chair I'm in. You brought it up earlier, John. I did, yeah. It's yeah. extremely uncomfortable. I sit in it uh, at least two hours every day. Right. Mike, do you have something important you could protest? You know what? Um, I am going to protest the fact that Rob Gronkowski is going to the Buccaneers. Oh. I'm not happy with that. No, I kind of like it because no. it'll give both uh, Brady and Gronk a good dose of losing. Nice taste of that. <laughs> yeah, but what if they win? Wouldn't that be horrible? They're not going to win. They might. Come you on. don't know. These guys. So evil. No. Gosh. Yeah. All right. We need to break. When we come right. back, we'll talk about the strip district. The grocers are open for business and there are no lines. It's next. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell & Associates, named in the top 2% of worldwide 
worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. We're not only a local Pittsburgh business, but friends and neighbors as well. Please take the recommended social precautions and we'll all get through this together. I'm John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. I wanted to let our Pittsburgh family know that we are still providing emergency services for property that's been damaged by water, fire, and smoke. We're here when you need us. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. In the current nationwide crisis, while you're at home with your spouse for a few weeks, your attitude and approach can make all the difference. During this time of change, communicate about the important stuff, but try to let the small annoyances go to the wayside. Talk about your expectations as a couple and ways to strengthen your relationship. And finally, balance the workload around the house. Remember, together we're going to get through this. Well, thanks for coming along with us for today's ride home. I was kind of like tripping over my tongue as I was speaking just then. Um, Great news from the Strip District. For those of you who listen to the show, I'm at the Strip uh, normally in regular times uh, every Friday. And so this has been a weird circumstance because I've just gotten all out of my regular uh, shopping regimen and because I'm trying to, of course, use up everything in my pantry. But um, we saw an article in Next Pittsburgh today. No, nextpittsburgh.com forgive me, which talked about the fact that the strip's open, there aren't any lines. But the good thing is, if you're concerned about shopping in the strip and you think, oh, I really don't want to be that close to people, there is curbside pickup available. Very nice. What, really? Curbside yeah. pickup like at Woolies? Yeah. Yeah. So you can do curbside at Woolies, really? at Penmac, at Stimulus, oh, man. Um, at uh, Mancini's. Okay, so, so you, put you your mask ca- on. You can. I'm sorry? Just put your mask on and get right? out there. 
Put your mask on, put your gloves on, do what you have to do, but don't forget our good friends in the Strip District. Uh, it's the most wonderful shopping district we have as far as food goes in Pittsburgh, and we want to support those friends. Nice. Hey, thanks for being with us. Of course, we are streaming at uh, Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on uh, the Facebook feed, and of course, the John and Kathy Show as well. You want to contact us in any way, John Hall at WordFM.com, Kathy at WordFM.com, M. Duffy at WordFM.com. We're here. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on. See you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.